it's not entirely obvious which one of those is meant. I think probably the simpler one is meant. But as you said, the simpler one will be torn apart by pedantic people. Like us. You're listening to The Worship Review, a podcast which evaluates contemporary Christian music for the good of the church to the glory of God. This podcast is for the whole church to encourage thoughtful engagement with the words, emotions, and ideas in our music. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Worship Review, your favorite podcast, which critically and charitably examines the texts of music sung in the church and by Christians. My name is Tyler. I am a linguist, and I'm joined as ever by my friend and co-host, Colin. Hello, I'm Colin. I am a history professor at a slightly above average university in the American Midwest. (laughs) The Worship Review, slightly above average. That fits the podcast, doesn't it? Uh, We are looking today at a song by Hillsong Worship called Born is the King, open parentheses, it, apostrophe S, Christmas, close parentheses. So, Colin, I noticed when I played this song, it kind of sounds like a children's song in the beginning because we have these doot doots doots going on and then there's a flute that's playing an octave over the dudes, exactly the same melody and rhythm. And so it comes across kind of like my kids' children's CDs, where they, you know, they sing a song and then there's an instrument, an octave above, playing the melody with them. Um, what can you say about this song, Colin? Uh, it, you know, it does kind of seem like a kid's song. It's a, it's a sort of a uh, basic uh, Christmas is a happy time. Jesus came, and we should all be happy because it's Christmas. That's sort of the the song. But it nevertheless seems to be a somewhat popular song, or was a popular song. Colin, let's jump into the lyrics. Yeah. Born unto us this day a Savior, gifted from heaven to a manger, the hope of the world, a light for all mankind, all of the earth rejoice. It's Christmas time. There you go. So, uh, pretty basic standard stuff that Jesus is the Savior. Now, this day... I presume this signals that the song is to be sung on Christmas. I, there are a few Christmas songs like this where there's a reference in the song to this day or today, and I always wonder what it would be like to sing those songs, I don't know, on December 18th or something, or December 27th, because <laughs> it's kind of weird. But So this song, I guess, is meant to be sung on Christmas. I wondered what you thought about the grammar here, where we have a savior that is gifted from heaven to a manger. They're obviously <laughs> yeah, I'd be really pedantic I about that. that too. <laughs> because it sounds like heaven, so not God, gifted a savior as the gift to a manger. So we had this lowly manger who really wanted uh, a present for Christmas and heaven sent a savior to the manger. The manger said, well, I was hoping for feed, but I guess this works. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- no, I think, I mean, I think that's one reading. Um, 
Uh, there, are, there are a lot of different readings of these words just on the syntax. The, you'll notice there's no verb here. You have to kind of infer that born is unto us this day a savior or something like that. But so, really, we have savior and then we have born as this past participle of a verb which kind of heads an entire adjective phrase. Um, and then unto us this day is just an adverb telling us, or it's really... Um, two adverbs, one of location and one of time, um, unto us and this day, and then gifted from heaven could either be gifted and then with a separate entity from heaven to a manger where we have these two different parties, or it could be, um, that could all just be subsumed under the gifted. Uh, so it could just be, he's gifted and here is the way in which he was gifted. He was gifted moving from this point to that point, from heaven to a manger, in which case I think it would be fine. But there's, it's, it's kind of a wide open field here, and it's not entirely obvious which one of those is meant. I think probably the simpler one is meant, but as you said, the simpler one will be torn apart by pedantic people. Like us. Like myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I would just say, I don't know if we talked about this much, but this is the importance of using things like verbs. They, they, verbs are really important. And you get bands like Hillsong. Hillsong are probably among the worst culprits. But Beth will do this occasionally as well. When you don't have verbs or you don't have complete sentences, again, I, I think there's like a stylistic reason for doing this. I think these bands do this on purpose because without the verb, it, it makes it the... the the lyrics sound more spiritual or mystical or something, less definite. And it, it just, you can use grammar in a way to provide a kind of aesthetic, but it just, it just kind of lends itself to sloppiness too. <laughs> and I think just is just, this is just an example of that where if you really do think about what it's saying, it kind of makes your brain hurt a little bit, but in the moment when you're singing it, you could kind of be like, yeah, the Savior was gifted to us. You, you, you can get it, but, but it, it, uh, it's not totally clear when you actually read it carefully without all of the music and the synth synths and the fog lights and stuff. Suddenly you're like, wait, wait a second. Oh, what, what is this actually saying? Yes. And I mean, you'll, you'll, it, it it is obvious in uh in syntax that the verb is the king of the sentence a verb heads the phrase that just means it tells you what's going on in the phrase a a sentence without a verb is definitionally not a sentence it's it's a fragment and so it it, it verbs the how do i put this the verb tells you how to interpret everything else in the sentence so if there's no verb then it's just a bunch of words put together and you can, it's a fragment and you can make sense of it, but you don't have to go far to think about this. If I just said, um, yesterday in the kitchen, Colin washed the dishes and I take out the verb. I have yesterday in the kitchen, Colin, the dishes. And you could probably make sense of that, but it's so loose and un indefinite that it's, it's, it could be a very clever, song but it wouldn't necessarily be a coherent thought uh 
And the only other thing I have to say about that, which you have said, Colin, is that the today thing or this day, especially the choice to use this day, I think comes potentially from Luke 2, where in the NIV, the angels say to the shepherds in the, out in the fields, um, today, this is Luke 2, 11, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. I think that might even be the backbone of this entire um, text. But if I go back to King James Version, in 2.11, we have, for unto you is born this day in the city of David. So I think that's kind of what's going on, um, which is interesting also. Let me think. Okay, th this is just confusing, Colin. Maybe you can help me. We can see stars at night, right? So is this is the this day in Luke 2.11? And also, again, there's a huge assumption here, but let's just assume... It's just probably false. But let's just assume that December 25th is the right day for this all to go on. Is this day referring to the 24th of the 25th? Oh, yeah. In Luke 2.11. I presume it's the 25th. I presume it's like okay. early morning. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that seems that seems fair. Um, if, you've ever if you've ever had a child yourself or been uh, married to someone who had a child... Uh, time isn't really top of the priority list when uh, the baby is coming. No. So, okay. Well, that, that makes some sense of it. Um, but sure. thank you, Colin. You can see I have still many reservations because I said, let's just assume X, Y, and Z, where X, Y, and Z are massive, yeah. massive things. I mean, obviously, we don't know when when the day of Christ's birth was. I've heard numerous theories, although none of the more serious ones suggest December at all, even let alone December 25th. But anyway. And that's based on grazing patterns or something like that, or shepherds? There behavior. are a few different ways that you could look at it. There are also some early, very early commentaries, fourth century commentaries, where someone claims to have looked back at other records that we don't have that suggest like April or May or something. But anyway. The other thing I noticed about this first verse is uh, this, I mean, I think that this day is clearly a reference, if not directly... No, I won't say if not directly. That's a reference to 2.11, yeah. Luke 2.11. Uh, and a light for all mankind, to me, made me think of John 8.12, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And that is true of Jesus, and it is true even of this baby savior, Jesus. And he's also called the hope of the world. And I think that's good as well. And there are many, many images Jesus uses to um, make it clear that he is the only hope or the only salvation of the world. And then that verb, rejoice. All of the earth rejoice. It's Christmas time. Now, we have all of the earth rejoice, and then I think after that we have the content. We have the explanation for why you need to rejoice. And the answer is, it's Christmas time, which to me feels like it's it's... Uh, not delivering on the punch. We have the Savior. He's going to be, you know, he's born this day. He's the light for all mankind. He's the hope of the world. You Let's celebrate. And then you expect, like, the Savior, Jesus Christ. He's come. He's going to crush death. Mean. He's going to crush hell. And it's like, <gasps> it's Christmas time. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. I guess. Presents. Yeah, we'll celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I it guess. just feels like it's. 
it, there's a content to the punch that's missing to where you you feel it and it's like, oh, it's Christmas time. So like Cole's is going to start playing, you know, um, Mariah Carey music and you know, like all these other things that are associated with Christmas. Um, maybe in the context of this song, that's not in, in view. It's outside of the scope of the song, no. but it just felt like it was not delivering. Sure, I don't know. No, it is a bit of a switcheroo. I think there's, I think you've, I, I I I remember feeling something like that when I read through the lyrics the first time. Well, let's read some more lyrics. Maybe maybe that objection will be refuted by later evidence. So, lift up your voice and sing out his praise. It's Christmas. Born is the king. Rejoice in the day. It's Christmas. Make a joyful sound. It's Christmas. Can I... Uh, let his praise resound. It's Christmas. <laughs> Colin, I just have yeah, to point ahead. out. Sorry, before you even start. Jesus has the same number of syllables as Christmas. It could just be it's Jesus. <laughs> Wouldn't it be even better? <laughs> Wouldn't it be better? It, like, even if you just said something silly, like, it's Jesus time. Like, it would be it would be goofy, yes. but it would be clever. And then lift up your voice and sing his praise. It's Jesus! Born is the king, rejoice the day. It's Jesus! Make a joyful sound. It's Jesus! It just feels like... I don't well, know. Well, okay... I, uh, no, sorry, I'm just being I'm I'm comparing the song to what I want it to be. Colin, yeah. can you tell me what <laughs> is going on in this song? Well, okay, I, I don't I don't think your objections are unwarranted. The song, I mean, this part is a little bit better in that it doesn't provide the f- kind of false lead up that the first verse does that you pointed out. I mean, it does say rejoice in the day, for example. So we should be happy that it's Christmas. So presumably. What the song is really about is not Jesus coming. It's about us celebrating Jesus coming. I think that's actually, if if you accept that the song is saying, we should be happy because we get to remember that Jesus came, which is kind of a meta thing going on here. Maybe the song makes more sense, and maybe that would help resolve the uh, the tension that you're experiencing, which is the song on the one hand seems to be doing what a lot of Christmas songs do, which is to actually actually do the looking back, is to actually say, hey, Jesus came, this was great. What this song is maybe is really doing is a little bit of that, but then mostly just saying, hey, let's be happy that we can remember that Jesus came or something like that. Maybe that's what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, and th- again, there's there's a lot in here that's that's great to lift up your voice, sing out His praise, right? Don't don't sing out the praise of a day or something like that, but sing out the Savior's praise. Um, even citations from the Psalms, like "Make a joyful sound," which makes me think "Make a joyful noise." Um, let His praise resound. These are all really really good things. Born is the King. Um, again, rejoice in the day seems. It seems like it's it, it's a different enough turn of phrase from what would just be normal speech that I wonder why they chose to say that that way. Does that mean rejoice in the Christmas day? 
Or does that mean on this day we should rejoice? And I'm not trying to be Gandalf and pick apart the words, I, but that is kind of what is important when you come across words that you don't understand. It's a stronger song if it's referencing the day that Christ came and that we're thinking about it and we're being happy about it and rejoicing in it. It's less of a strong song if it's just saying, Christmas is great. Isn't Christmas great? The, I mean, and by Christmas, they don't mean the day Christ came, but the day that we remember that and celebrate that Christ came. It's obviously a weaker song, but it's not necessarily a bad thing even to say, isn't Christmas great? Yeah, and I, I don't think this song is doing that. I think there are plenty of Christmas songs that do play around in the sandbox of self-referentiality, but this isn't one of them. I it, Among those, I would list something like Sleigh Bells. You know, yeah, we're talking no, about our sleigh ride. We'll just hear those sleigh bells ring-a-ling, ting-ting, ting-a-ling, too. And you're like, yes, that does that, too. That's a different, that's a different quality of, again, whatever it is, self-reference. But there, you could, you could also do this with biblical ideas, too. So, like... I don't know, a, a church could, a, a, you could have worship music in the church that worships God, and then you could have worship music that talks about the things that we do when we worship God, right? Which is, that it becomes self-referential when you're singing a song about singing songs. I, I think I can see what you're saying about the song kind of, it it, it praises Christ, absolutely, and yet it also... It does get kind of swept up in the hype around Christmas broadly. I guess that is what uh, I'm saying. Yes, I guess that, that what is what saying? I'm saying. And I don't want to make too much of that because it's not egregious. But I think it does. I think I think you. I think it has that no. feel. Yeah, and look, there there are a lot of different Christmas songs out there, but they tend to fall in a very small number of categories. There are like the um, the yearning songs, like O Come yeah, Emmanuel. There are the yeah. Advent song, but I, I didn't want to call them Advent because, um, because you could you could easily ascribe that title to other oh, yeah, categories sure. of songs, like ones that are specifically about the coming and okay, not about the yeah, longing sure. for the coming. Um, so like you have the ones about longing for coming, and then you have the ones that are about the coming, which is like these are all really exciting and happy, and you know the first Noel. Um, and then you have like these third kinds, which I guess could be celebrating the coming. But they also seem to be like more about there's something in here, and it, most of this song could easily fit into the second category. But there's something in here to me that feels like it warrants a third category of triumph and celebrating the implications of okay. the coming. Okay. If that makes sense. So, all right. I think we've hammered the chorus. Let's go to the second verse. Goodwill to all the Goodwill to all the earth, and peace divine. All of the earth rejoice. It's Christmas time. Yeah, so very similar to Colin. Well, going back to your reference to Luke, that's what we've got here, right? We've got what the angels say, you know, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. We've got a, a version of that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not exactly what is said, and it, it switches a few things around, but the, the gist of it is God is wishing good upon the earth and peace, um, and everybody should rejoice. 
presumably because Jesus comes. We don't have that in this verse, but we have that in other parts of the song, so it's not too hard to to make the inference. I think that's the gist of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you notice here in in the first two half lines, goodwill to all the earth and peace divine, obviously another reference to Luke 2, where the angels are, or I shouldn't say the angels, the heavenly host is praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Um, you'll notice there's not a verb in there either. And so the content of this song clearly seems to be just phrases that are directed <laughs> to God. Um, perhaps it transcends oh language goodness. in a way, but glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. If you're going to take, this is Luke 2.14. Luke 2.14 st- simply says in the King James Version, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Why did you take the goodwill and the peace, but not the glory to God? Especially if you have the third, all of the earth rejoice. All the earth rejoice is fine, but what about glory to God, goodwill to all the earth, and peace divine? It's Christmas time. It seems like that would work too, but um, again, I I think I'm guilty sometimes of comparing the song to what I would want it to be rather than to what it is, which is a song of praise to God and celebration of this Savior. And the day. So, well, yeah, and <laughs> we are... Okay, okay, here we go. Here's the question, Colin. Maybe this explains the rejoice in the day thing. It just occurred to me. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This would be re- where rejoice, where the in projects back to both the being glad and the rejoicing so that you rejoice in it and be glad in it. That would make sense of how you could come up with the syntax Rejoice in the oh, day. There you go. You may have solved Is that maybe plausible? You solved it. Yeah. All right. I solved the puzzle. Colin, uh, do you have any concluding thoughts on this song? Not really. I mean, it's uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's kind of short. It's kind yeah. of uh, 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 it's a kind of unremarkable song in some ways. I don't know, just, there, are, there. It's it's fine. They're better songs. It's fine though. What'd you say at the beginning? Above average? Slightly or? above average. Yeah. Slightly <laughs> above average. Fun at you. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> okay, so it's fine. It's uh Yeah. It's it's not a there's there's very little in here that anyone could um complain about, I think. And maybe that's you know, honestly, knowing worship leaders, knowing people who lead the music in churches, that is a selling point for oh, a song yeah. in and of itself because if you've ever had to organize the music for a church, um, there's always somebody, and it's probably one of the yeah. two hosts of this podcast. There's always somebody who's going to come up to you after and be like, well, I noticed you said rejoice in the day. Can you give me an example in scripture of what it means to rejoice in the day? Um, so if you have something that's just non-objectionable, uh, it can definitely make your human resources side of leading worship a lot easier. Um Okay, so what did you give it, Colin? I gave it three out of five Swiss families because in the music video, there are these children that look kind of like the Swiss family Robinson children, and they go and like climb in tree houses, and they've got little swords and other little things. I don't know. It just reminded me of of Swiss family Robinson. That's sweet. I didn't watch the um, music video. I watched the lyric video, so I completely missed this. They kind of look... Kind of Amish with those hats on, actually. Those straw hats. Yeah. With the bands yeah. around them. 
Nice. Well, I I gave it a three as well. I think I think it could be a four, um, but it just misses some opportunities. Yeah, in my opinion, it, that it, would keep it from being a four. It just it it clears the bar and it does not go above the bar. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in my view, I mean, to start to move into the four five, you have to the song has to actively be doing something great. You know, it has to be moving towards greatness to get to a five. Like, five is not passable. Three is passable. Five has to be very, very good. Excellent. Yeah, I think a five or even a four would have had... I don't know why I have this all this um, boxing imagery in my head, but when I said early in the song um, that there's a punch there and it's missing something. That, like, a five punches you. It punches you in the face or in the gut, and it knocks the wind out of you with scripture and truth, and it leaves you, (laughs) it leaves you gasping for breath. um, At at a five, I guess what I'm saying is a five challenges you. Maybe that's maybe that's what I'm getting at. A five challenges your mind. A five challenges your heart, and it's true. It challenges you with truth, and it makes you go back and reevaluate some of your preconceived notions because the the weight of the truth was so heavy and the weight of the glory of God in that truth is so heavy that um, it challenges you. And this song, it, it doesn't offend, but it also doesn't really challenge you. Um, the references to scripture are fine and good and biblical, and that's about all that you can say about but it. But Tyler, three out of five um, what? Okay, I'm going to give it three out of five Beirus. Uh, Beirut, the capital of Lebanon, but also the um, band thereafter named, which produced a song called Elephant Gun in 2007. And so when I heard this song, aside from thinking that Born is the King, in parentheses, it's Christmas, uh, sounded kind of like a children's song at the beginning, I thought, wow, this must be older, like 10 years older or so, because it sounds like music from 10 years ago or so, or I guess maybe I should say from... 12 to 15 years ago, um, knowing just the kind of trend in Christian music. And so I looked at it, and sure enough, it was uh, eight years old, I think, this song. Yeah, nailed it. Let me, let me double check. No, I think it's nine. Um, no, I think it's 11. Okay, so it's 11 years old, this song. And Beirut's song, Elephant Gun, is now, fif- or let me think. 15 years old. That's incredible to think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting old. Um, so, Elephant, it, this song sounds like Elephant Gun by Beirut. And it, it, in the kind of whimsical, floating atmosphere that it creates, and then just in the, in the strumming and in the way he sings, it just all kind of hit me in that way. And I thought, it sounds like Beirut. Um, so... Three out of five from Colin, three out of five from me, and a lot of commentary <laughs> on what makes a five, uh, why verbs are important, and um, Christmas. So, well, we do wish you listeners a merry one, if it is that you do celebrate that holiday, um, or any holidays, and we uh, hope you'll enjoy listening to this and sharing it with your friends, and we look forward to being back with you next week, where we talk about another song. You've been listening to The Worship Review. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, or email us at feedback at theworshipreview.com. 
We accept donations at anchor.fm slash theworshipreview and patreon.com slash theworshipreview. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.